Hello, hello. There I am. Yeah. That's me, that's me. Is that as loud as it goes in the cans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm Tony Martin. Yeah, nothing, you see. And uh, with me is always Ed Cavalier. Hey, Tone. Nothing, because, of course, we have no one on the buttons. We have no Richard Marsland. Well, there's no one, Tone, to make like a fudder da 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 Or just the sound of someone uh, getting at the bottom of a milkshake. Oh. <laughs> Assault! Assault! <laughs> or the word frog sack. Oh, man. <laughs> None of the good stuff. Oh, that's what we're missing. Um... Maddie D is here, of course, mm. on uh, the pots and pans. I think you'll find. And can we just hear what the show normally sounded like at the beginning? Good idea. Well, I'm here, Tony Martin. Tony, we've got Ed Cavalier. Hello, with Richard Marsland on the buttons. Oh, where yeah. that come from? Where did you record that with Guzzi? Oh, uh, well, I have my contacts, as I said, and um, yeah. no, me and Guzzi are good friends, and wow. it's the least that he could do. I yeah. mean, there's much, much more where that came from. There is so much more where that came from. Um, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, everybody. This is a very weird thing, a podcast uh, for Richard, really. Mm. That's what it is. Look at all this. We've got tracks and tracks and tracks <laughs> of the best of Richard Marsland. There's so much here, Tone. There's party cops, explanations in song, a Marsland Motors jingle, <laughs> all of his best impersonations. Do you think this might run over? Good luck getting in, Toto. Let's hear him now. Let's do it. Hey, I think it's a special day today. Oh, yeah, it certainly is. What is the special day, Mr. Basler? It is my great-great-uncle Arthur's 100th birthday. Oh, give him a round of uh, something absolutely. if you could. What a slide you? whistle for the good man. A hundred years old. He's cracked the ton. Letter from the Queen, is that arriving? I think he's got a, quite a few media commitments she, today, as a matter uh, of fact. These days the Queen jumps out of a cake for you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's willing to do anything to get oh, on She'll time. have a crack. <laughs> <laughs> 25 bucks from That's Life magazine? I'm sure we can. Now, oh, what yeah. do you mean, a day of media commitments? Well, he's got uh, the Messenger newspapers in South Australia dropping around for an interview. Bang. Um... We called him earlier. Yeah. I mean, you know, it didn't go according to plan. No. He um, thought you were your mum. And, you know, if he wants to make it in media, you can't talk to people <laughs> from media like that. <laughs> um, but he, he actually, interestingly, rumour has it that he turned down today tonight. They yeah. wanted to do a story. <laughs> he turned down today tonight because he refused to wear the giant millstone around his neck to represent the inadequacy of public transport. Put the millstone on, son. You know what they'll be doing? They'll be chasing him down the street, accusing him of not actually being 100. <laughs> what have you got to hide? What have you got to hide? But he'll be so pixelated, everything will be fine. Yeah. So he's turned down today tonight. It's an amazing story. They're still married. His wife, Ivy, in her 90s. Wow. She's awesome. That's yeah. got to have something to do with diet and lifestyle, oh, the secret yeah. to long life somewhere. It, I, that's what they want him for. Today, tonight, want him just for that grab. Yeah. Where he says that he, you know, has a snifter of brandy. Yeah. So they can say, well, you know, the secret to old age <laughs> might be a snifter of brandy. <laughs> And uh, what's he going to do? What's you know planned for the big day? Well, as I said, you know, yeah, lots of media commitments. Uh, I think mm. they're going to do some sort of "This Is Your Life" kind of arrangement. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how long that will take. Laser zone. Uh, sorry. Indoor laser tag. Yeah. yeah. Some skirmish paintball. Got a lot of great things planned. A stripper. Bit of upshawling. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the old people are like. <laughs> well, that's him. That's his voice. That's his voice, and that's his go. That's the know. man that we uh, we love working with for yep. two years on on Get This. Yeah, the best. Uh, you know, that's him just waffling on about his relatives. But yep. what about when he came in with a sketch 
and then the fight to get it to air. Apologise for several <laughs> hours saying it's probably not going to be any good. Yeah, yeah. Apologising to Maddie for wasting his precious time building sweet comedy, <laughs> and then putting it in the computer. Some of these sketches tone would sit in the computer for weeks. That's right. And he wouldn't want to play them. He had one about the bicentennial that only made it to air. <laughs> Towards the end of the show. He had some great stuff on the Feely Arrow case. Well, I, I didn't know what that is, but I'm sure it's old. <laughs> I'm sure it was in black and white. But here, here, Tone, is Captain Marsland previewing... Uh, I think you're setting something up that already has a setup. <laughs> it's just like the old show! Here he is. Richard comes and sees me last night. He said, uh, forget about the opening break tomorrow. I've got it sorted. <laughs> I am going to preview the TV season properly yeah. if you guys simply refuse. Well, if to. anyone wants me, I'll be in the hot tub. Because <laughs> I like your TV previews, but they're like colouring books where the bits haven't been coloured in. Yeah, that's true. That's right. You need to really explore and give people a taste of what no, is coming up. I think I'm not fleshing them out properly, Rich. Yeah. Uh, in the 2017 season. Fair enough, season. brother. Fair enough. One of the hot shows at the moment is It Takes Two. Yeah, that's oh, right, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. And as well, you might remember a little while ago on the show, we were trying to find jobs for the Big Brother housemates. We yeah, were. Why true. not put the two together? Right. Rather than quality, have quantity. From the makers of It Takes Two comes your new favourite celebrity singing reality show. Every Big Brother contestant ever in the hit new It Takes 126. It Takes 126, baby. Just me and 125 other people. Uh, I don't think that will work. I like it. That's great. Is that you singing, Richard? Yeah. Is Multiple Marsland. Wow. <laughs> Marslandplicity in here. Uh, let's go over to the other channels now. Okay. Yes. Uh, Inspector Rex in all kinds of trouble. I mm. love Inspector Rex. What is it? It's, it's, it's a German shepherd. He's a police dog. Is that correct? And yeah. Yeah. Oh, somehow he solves crime just by sort of nodding his head every yeah. week. Yeah. My mum loves it. There's whole episodes where he's just trying to get a crummy up from under the fridge. It's quite interesting. But he <laughs> solves a case at the end of it. Um, but he's in all kinds of trouble because, well, SBS are, because they played an episode of Inspector Rex at 7.30 at night. Oh, really? And it featured some lewd content. Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. I think the official wording was stronger than mild. Oh, really? There was some sort of sex scene that didn't really fit in with the family time slot. peri-peri for 7.30, was it? <laughs> but wouldn't you know it, Inspector Rex is getting steamier. Just when you thought Inspector Rex couldn't get much ribalder. He does. And how. In one sizzling hot brand new episode, <laughs> Inspector Rex does the reverse cowgirl. No, now listen. What is the reverse cowgirl? Now, as I said, I was on cold medication. What? Uh, what's the reverse cowgirl? Wikipedia it. Really? Really? <laughs> I'll get to that after I've uh, looked up Dirty Sanchez. Yeah, in the Turkish grip. <laughs> We learned so many new terms. Rich, you're a filth monger. All right. If you're getting a radio show together, make sure you have a bloke who used to do a sex program yes, pushing right. the buttons. Mm. You'll learn you so much. You will learn so much. I've got them all. Yeah. Oh, you've got the word ribalder. I yeah. didn't know if that was a word or not. Love but. making them up. Love making them up. <laughs> this is gold. What else is coming up what in we the got, new Rich? TV season, Richard? The King. Massive hit on pay TV. Absolutely. Everyone loved that. Uh, Great performances. Harry rules. Wonderful story. Interesting to have a look at the private life of Graham Kennedy. And uh, off the back of that success, Mm. uh, TV One are also making uh, some other shows um, looking at some of our biggest stars on the TV. From the makers of The King comes the story of a renegade, a pioneer in the unexplored frontiers of the breakfast TV wars. Five minutes, Mr. Stefanovic. Yeah, your ass is mine, Wilkins. <laughs> the King of Morning TV, the Carl Stefanovic story. Oh, I was tuning in for that. He's got legs. So does he swallow a, a piece of ice every time before he goes out? <laughs> He's having a he stiff prepares? drink before he goes oh, on right. the air. But they've already done iRobot. That's true. <laughs> that 
That's, that's true. Surely it's just got to be a replay of that. Well, let's kick it home. What's the big show on CI at the moment that we can't stop talking about? Uh, you know what it's called. I can't stop tooling about downstairs. That's right. It's a big ratings hit. Is and it? we've Yeah, we've certainly been talking about it a lot on this show. Yeah. Um, and from the makers of uh, that show, and also the man whose arms exploded, uh, comes another <laughs> big hit documentary on the CI channel. A tale of one man's addiction. An addiction that would become an obsession. And an obsession that could cost him everything. Ed Cavalli in I Can't Stop with and and then all over the until the does a how good is this and coming soon. I like it. What I love is Richard has come up with all these bits and then he's booing himself. Yeah. <laughs> he's booing himself. That was great. Great ideas, Richard. You've certainly <laughs> showed you, up our shoddy TV And I season. can stop. Woo, 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 if I really try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can't stop. I know. I can't. What is that? I don't know, but he's been. Oh, oh, In the office. Cool. But listen to this, Richard. Remember when you were known as Armitage Shanks? Oh, yeah, yeah, last year. Good old Shanksy. That was his acting name. It was his acting name. Listen to this. This is from Xander, who's emailed us. He was at the pub over the weekend, went to the gents, was standing at the urinal. Two blokes came in, stood next to him. Yeah, yeah. Started having a conversation in a particularly drunken manner. Listen to this for a conversation. Mm. One bloke said. If I had to buy a toilet company, I'd buy Coroma. Oh, no. The other one replied by saying he would buy Armitage Shanks, Mm. as it is a much better company. Mm. Then out of nowhere, a voice from a cubicle yells out, (laughs) Narslin! Exact quote. That is usually the phrase yelled out in public toilets. So true. Uh, Xander desperately muffled his own laughter. Everyone else was baffled. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did own an Armitage Shanks toilet, and it was beautiful. It was about 40 was years it? old. It was one of those old-style big ones. You could really get in. Like, you'd almost get in there, hey? And they had to replace it, and he goes, do you want the old toilet? And I went, no, nah, I don't want... Actually. Actually. <laughs> maybe I wouldn't mind an old toilet hanging around my house to reenact maybe for the train spotting stage show. Lovely. Who knows? Yeah. Lovely, Rich. Uh, how many nicknames did Richard have? Hang on, Armitage Shanks. That uh, I can't remember how that started. No, you know why? Because in uh, the Get This Passiona High... In the drama yeah. serial, which uh, we were meant to do, yeah. he was going to play the part of a uh, swarthy class wag. Oh, okay. But his acting name was Armitage Shanks. Right, because he does play a uh, class wag <laughs> That's right. in an old Australian film, part of the Winners series. Why are we crapping on? No. I want to hear some more of Richard. You know, his nicknames, one thing we have discovered in the last week, um, in the worst possible circumstances, is that Richard's middle name was Kemble. I know. He never told us that. Can you imagine why he might not have told us that? We had something like 15,000... Yeah, Mars uh, Lando Calrissian. Nicknames. He never told us that, uh, in fact, his name was Richard Kemble from The Fugitive. Never (laughs) bothered to mention that. I didn't kill my wife. Man, the guy could sing. Oh, he can sing, Tone, and there's nothing he likes singing more than our old favourite from the Venga Boys, the Venga Bus. The Venga bus is coming and everybody's running from north to Ibiza in the Mediterranean sun. <laughs> Look, that's all fine, Tony. Yes, it is. And, <laughs> and we all love Richard's Eurobeat work, but what yeah. about his history of singing on this very station? On this station, you mean outside of the confines of Get This? Outside of the confines, many years before Get This, yeah. he was cranking out the musical stylings as only as he can on this yeah. very station. You can win a grand day, what the hell, it's Triple M's bingo. <laughs> 
Musical bingo on the radio is the way to go. It'll help with your cash flow and you'll have that winning glow. Listen weekdays from 9 for Triple M's Mingo. Listen to the songs when you hear them call us up and say Mingo. Mingo! Nothing could be easier every workday. We will boost your pay when we give the cash away. Woo! That's the name of the easy little game called Mingo. Mingo! Triple M! Wow, he's asking me during that, should I give myself a round of applause? <laughs> no. <laughs> now, it's been so long since I get this that I am confused. No, I mean, I, I Mingo <laughs> is a mystery at all times, but I, even the show itself, Tone. What are we talking about? I've, man, oh, I, it did not get confusing. Well, yeah, I mean, that was our job. Surely <laughs> it was our job to try and confuse people. And then every now and then we need to do something. Just drag it all back together. And for people who maybe had just started listening to the show, I think them. we told Richard, you know, sing us a song about what Get This Is All About. Yeah, but make it in the style of one of your heroes. Not sure, yeah. the other one. Yeah. Is it the yet, Rich? Uh, um... My, I'm not sure. I can't. Not sure. He's been sizzling it up all night. Have you got this amazing sketch, Mr. Barber? Oh, there is something in there. No, we're going to hear this thing. <laughs> Hit it, Richard. Well, it might need a little bit of explanation. Okay. In, in that Bob Dylan is coming to town. Yes, he is. Everyone's very excited mm-hmm. about that. Uh, you know, singer songwriter Bob Dylan. Is he the he's, new Pussycat Doll? He's touring. He's being supported by this Pussycat Doll. Is he coming in on this program? He loves. Yeah. Talking to radio announcers, I know right. that. Yeah, he's, he's got his own radio show, and yeah. I know he did want to come on this show. He's such a huge fan of the podcast. He listens to it all the time. He? You know, he, he wants to get on Get This. I'm not sure if we're going to say yes or no, uh, well. right. but he's doing his utmost to get on. Is he? Have you heard the new ads? No. The voice of an entire generation is back. He's been a musical icon for five decades. And now, Get This proudly present Bob Dylan Live. The Get This Explained Tour. One man turning one radio show into pure poetry. Well, it's a little old film from Going at Me. It stars one man called Cavalier. The young man said, feel the steel. He put his wang in the thing and he turned him into wheel. Penis grinder. Dylan weaves the babblings of Martin and Cavalier into musical magic. Man with the box of killer bees. No one knows what it all means. It's dizzy stuff. Joy Buttress. Who is your favorite sailor? On YouTube, there's the meat pie trailer. Indian muncher. Mino Reiki. One show only. Bob Dylan, get this explained. I ain't gonna say nogs with the K no more. I ain't gonna punch a donkey no more. The voice of protest will move and mystify. They're about to play a Missy Higgins song. Gene Simmons' tongue is a cow dung. They get a sandbag and drop it from the sky. Under some ghoulies whom he plums is the cry. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime event. Shaft of who? Shaft of who? Whatever happened to the shaft of who? Maybe it's under... Larry Oaks. Bob Dylan, the Get This Explained to her. Jumper pants everywhere. And who the f- is impersonating a German polar bear? Supported by Steven Seagal's Thunderbox. In my dreams, I see colors red, blue, or pink. Thank you. Wow, that is brilliant work, That's all so clear now. I mean, <laughs> still baffled. Great singer, though, Tone. We are going to hear more. Singing from the man a bit later on. Okay. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Want to just go into some 
Marsland jokes. Mate, exactly what I want to do. Have you got some old person oh, news yeah. there, uh, This was on the news last night. Uh, you know, when you win the lottery, you want to have some fun with the money. Sure. Unfortunately, when you're 84 years of age, ah. <laughs> an 84-year-old retired electrician from Missouri um, in the US has won 254 million US. 254 million? In the Powerball lottery. And uh, bad luck for him. They're going to give him one million a year over 254 yeah. years. <laughs> That's bad luck when you're 84. Himself. He's so boring, That's the way the finger was hovering. <laughs> was. Here comes the goal. And he, and he was looking at me with this look that said, there's an end to this, Ed. Stick around, son. Stand That's back. a happy ending. Uh, some celebrity news. You know we mm. like to keep an eye on what's going on with James Brown. Sure you, you do. Uh, a few weeks ago we flagged that they haven't buried his body yet. Yeah. And I think the theory floated was that whenever they put the cape on him, <laughs> he kept on jumping up. But... <laughs> Uh, the Godfather of Soul, James Brown, will be buried at a secret site within a few days. So finally they've agreed uh, to bury him, uh, apparently after relatives complained uh, that it was just too funky in here. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Timpani. You know, I, I was at a party on the weekend mm, yes. uh, and Rich was there. Oh, yeah, yeah we were, really? We were, yeah, yeah. We were great. Right. Have you ever seen Richard outside of work hours before? Well, normally he's out trying to get other jobs, so yeah, I can't really see him. True, but yeah. uh, he keeping was keeping his options open. Actually, I think that he was working the room at this party, oh, so yeah, I didn't see yeah, him much. Yeah, but yeah. when I did see him, he's got a wonderful party trick that he can do, which is whenever a song comes on uh, out of the stereo at a party, he knows if it's a cold ending straight away. <laughs> cold oh, ending. Right. I, know, I know how many seconds to the vocals kick yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Just wow. so I can hit the post properly. And so there's that, and there's opening scene of Short Bus. You're building up quite a <laughs> cachet of party tricks, Mr. Marsler. <laughs> and David Bowie's Changes came on. And, you know, it's got a, uh, an, a a beginning that doesn't sort of telegraph where it's going. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Rich very seriously turned to me and said, geez, I hope they give this a chance. <laughs> Well, because sometimes songs that begin slowly when you've got a room full of partygoers, I know. You know, if it doesn't kick in with some fun immediately, the yeah. next track, next track, it's the iPod generation. It's it's the party cop, yeah, Richard Marsden. Okay, very nice. Hey, standing Richard. there with a cattle prod in front of the stereo. Back, give it time, give it time. See, that was one of the things we never did in two years to get this. People would say. You keep having the segment called How Does Richard Live His Life? Oh, my goodness, you're right. Remember that? Uh, house full of lotion Buffalo Bill style. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever actually go to Richard's house? No, I've only seen pictures of Richard's house in the paper because every time I went yeah. went to go around there, he'd be like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I've got to move some DVDs yeah. from the East Wing. Did you go there? I did go there. And he had, yeah, the massive applause sign. Yeah. Did we use the joke? He had it over his bed. Where yes, did we... we did. Oh, yeah, sure. Very, very tastefully was, put, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The thing about... You know, Richard's life. How did he live his life? He was a comedy nerd. That's what he was. Yes, he was. There was always some uh, DVD special features that he'd have to show you. He loved that stuff. And he'd come in in the morning and say things like, when was the last time you watched uh, the audio commentary on Meatballs 2? And you go, well, never, Richard. <laughs> have you watched the outtakes from Jiminy Glick? Not recently. <laughs> I'll go home and get them. All right. All right, mate. I'll yeah, bring yeah. them back. We'll see you in an hour. Right. Because Tony was a comedy nerd, but his nerdiness was so complete that it used to cross over into regular sort of nerd territory, like politics. Yeah, politics. Remember where you used to do that thing where, sure you still do where you do that thing where you go like, I'm John Howard, and then you put your voice in? Yeah, I still do that. In the car. <laughs> but me, he had a go with Alexander Downer, a name from the past, and it totally kicked us. Mr Downer, thanks for your time. It's a pleasure, Tony. It's Richard, actually. It's a pleasure. 
I thought I might have a go at one of these skits with the audio of your interview taken out of context, if that's okay. Well, uh, Tony does them normally, but he's running late today for a doctor's appointment. Um, I, his, I don't think he has a health problem, frankly. That would no. be my judgment. I think he has a credibility problem. But we did get the results of Ed's gastroscopy here. Uh, look at that picture, Mr Downer. What is that in there? Um, is that the soundtrack to High School Musical 2? A great record. Yeah. Hard as that is to swallow. Well, just to cut you off there... Are you a fan of Tony's interviews? Look, I mean, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. I suspect, um, if I may offer a little professional advice here... Please. ..never underestimate the intelligence of the Australian public. Oh, thanks. And, and thank you also for giving me a hand with this. Uh, so many grabs of yours to use here, but... Um also, lots we had to throw out. But they weren't thrown out for what they said. Also, what Tony likes to do is use selected sound bites from politicians to finish his sentences. Well, and I have to say, they sound pretty good coming out of the speaker. Very good. That's exactly it. I think I'm getting the hang of this. <laughs> um, as long as we don't do something foolish, like play the wrong interview grab at the wrong time, or I'm fully expecting it. Oh. Uh, they'll find someone silly enough to run it somewhere. Sorry, what happened there? It doesn't matter. But, but that was Julia Gillard just there. Yeah, I'm not going into that. Well... You see that in politics from time to time. OK. It won't happen again, then. Let's move on. Thanks, Tony. Richard, well, this really isn't working. Well, I wouldn't put it that way, no. I think what... Um, just don't tell anyone about that slip-up. Um, there's no need to be babies about this. Um. Cheers. So now on to hard news. There's been lots of talk about dirt units <laughs> yeah. and the idea that upcoming electioneering is going to be one big smear campaign. Let me say this about public life. I think Cabinet mm. Ministers um, should be subject to intense scrutiny. I think that is in the public interest. Even if some of the allegations made aren't, aren't right and so on, oh. um, they have to correct the record. It doesn't matter... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. OK, uh, so I could say that, uh, for instance, um, you choreographed Britney Spears' performance at the MTV Video Music Awards. It's certainly not relevant. Or I could say that you're responsible for kicking off Caprile again next month. It won't come back in November, you could be sure of that. Well, um, it's conceivable it could come back in October. I, I could say that you're fond of breaking into your Julia Gillard impression. Well, we wish we knew. Mr Downer, if you could leave us with just one positive thing to take us into this election campaign. Oh, yes, I don't think I shall ever become Prime Minister. Well done. Alexander Downer, thanks for your time. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> Excellent work, Richard. <laughs> I love how he kept calling you Tony, though. Yeah. Maybe you've got to announce yourself at the beginning of your interviews. How does that sound again? I'm Richard. <laughs> Maybe you just throw in one of those <laughs> at the beginning of the interview, not so much confusion. Yeah. Where did that come from? Remember that uh, there was a girl that called up and she said, um, Hi, I'm Kelly. And then he went, I'm Richard, like that. And I thought, <laughs> right? I was trying to pick her up. <laughs> and then I just used to put it into news stories, like the one with like, you know, the monkey in yeah. a nappy and stuff. <laughs> it didn't make sense, Tone. But it was a fallback. That's right, a fallback, because whenever we had no ideas... Most of the time. It was, who can Richard be having sex with oh, this week? the good old days. <laughs> Let's do some of that. Did you guys see Current Affair last oh, night? I did. Well, I didn't want you to mention it. I mean, I thought we could just sweep it under the rug. And... How said. long were you sleeping with Pauline Hanson, Richard Marsland? Well, things got hot and heavy for about three weeks, yeah. mm -hmm. and then it tapered off. Oh, oh, people think we're making this up. They, they think, do. oh, it's just another sketch on no, Get This. No. Have a listen <laughs> to this. She's claiming Richard and her had a thing that started in this Canberra motel in 1996 and burnt for two weeks. Burnt is right. I had smoke coming out of my underpants for days. We had to take the smoke detectors out of the room. Not that there was any, 
It was a Canberra motel room after all. So you can say categorically you never had sex with Pauline Hanson? I'm not saying anything of the sort. She, she was hot. And the constant undercurrent of racism just added fuel to the fire. I can't understand why he would be so aggressive in his denial of something that I believe and many other people believe happened. I'm not denying it. She's the hottest bigot I've ever boned. So this is what they said on 60 Minutes. My oh. private life is my private life. Oh, leave it out, Pauline. It wasn't that private when we were doing it short bus style over the salad bar at that Canberra knocking shop. Now, she not only names the motel and the month it started, she even claims he cooked her dinner there, though the menu is unclear. I'll tell you what was on the menu. One nation tale, three courses, each one steamier than the one before. I have absolutely no doubt that Richard and Pauline had a sexual relationship. Of course we did. Look at this. Talk about worn out. I'll never be able to teabag again. And I saw him give her quite a, a serious kiss when she stepped out of an elevator. Look, she didn't require a please explain when I suggested going down. Uh, and uh, they disappeared and I didn't see him again for 40 or 50 minutes. In fact, I'd gone to sleep in the car while I was waiting for him to come back. I had a lot to do. It takes quite a while to go round the grounds with Pauline. I mean, she's constantly stopping to bag out the Asians. Don't worry, Pauline. I won't go blabbing to the press with any fire crotch talk. I'm not worried about anything. Her Don't suggestion is that they slept together on what was essentially a first date. So, yeah, very poor form and really bad reflection on her, I think. Hey, don't blame Pauline. How could she resist my pavement T-shirt and collection of Matthew McConaughey movies? We'll have to wait for the book launch to get Pauline's responses, but we did conduct a straw poll today to see who you believe is gospel and who's telling porkies. I believe in Pauline Hanson more so than... Richard Marsland. I don't like Pauline much, so I'd go for... Marsland. If you stay with her, would you deny it? I would. I believe her. Is it true? Richard Marsden offered to demonstrate the Turkish grip. Please explain. Hey, look, the only way to settle this is with a lie detector, OK? Although she didn't have any trouble detecting me lying beneath her with my f What is it with lie detectors lately? Howard Gibbs with that report. He did that uh, description live. We had to beep it. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was very descriptive on what he imagined would have gone on. You used to write a lot of stuff for uh, Richard to do, if I remember. Well, yeah, I did, Tony. And it was slightly unfair because I would write them, partly because I was lazy, but I would write them as we went and then hand them to him yeah. for him to read out live on air. Right. So and he had no chance to do any preparation. Absolutely zero. And uh, 100% of the time, he made no mistakes, which was good for him because he's a professional, but bad for him because it also said that some of the fruitier gear went to air. Now, here's Richard. Thanks, Ed. Well, today's busy singles all tell me the same thing. I don't have time to cook dinner, which is why the team at Chateau Marsland have come up with three delicious Marsland recipes. You can choose from the Moroccan flag waver, three Farmers Union iced coffees and a packet of Winnie Blues with the filter cut out. Why not try Hit the Beats, a delicious pavement t-shirt casserole, or my personal favourite, I'm After Rove's Job, a service station hot dog uh, wrapped in a pair of Explorer socks. They're all nutritious and Marsland dishes. Back to you, Tony. That is very impressive. Never thought he'd get through casserole. <laughs> it's 6am at the lodge in Canberra and a frosty start to the day for our crew who are awaiting the arrival of the power-walking Prime Minister. Where is he? He's not here. No, well, I mean, the producer definitely said the lodge. Is it 6 o'clock, mate? Can you see any lights on? When's he supposed to be here? Hello? Well, no, he hasn't uh, hasn't it? come out yet. Hmm? I'm at the lodge. We've been here forever. Ah, oh, for f... Kirribilli House. No, right. Good-o. 
24 hours later, a flight to Sydney and one huge cluster of a mistake from our producer. And we're ready to meet the Prime Minister, who's off on his 6am walk. Prime Minister? How are you, Ben? It's Richard, actually. How are you? I couldn't be better. Sorry, we were meant to be here uh, yesterday. No, that's all right. Uh, it's just the, the producer, a bit of a problem, uh, but he's on an AWA, so he's gone. Righto. The PM sets a gruelling pace, which doesn't let up all day. However, there are a few minutes for repose in the breakfast nook. I'm very much a loner at breakfast. And uh, Jeanette said, you get your own breakfast. So you make your own breakfast? And, yeah, somebody else to get your breakfast. Mm. Ridiculous. No, too true. Just a light dusting of sugar on my Guardian if you don't want Oh, it. yeah. And I guess this is a chance to prepare for the day ahead. Mm. Do you get a chance to listen to Get This or anything like that? Do you have a favourite between Ed Cavalli and Tony Martin? Well, it's a combination. And if, if both are terrible, I turn to Classic FM. Slickly edited passage of time package. Between the hours of 6am and 12 noon, the Prime Minister has given four radio interviews, had three meetings, an interstate flight, two denials and three bursts of shilly-shallying. Then it's a full afternoon of more meet and greets, two interviews and some random hugging from total strangers. And at the end, I ask for one myself. Do you want a hug? <laughs> it's a warm embrace, a powerful cuddle from the most powerful man in the land. It goes on maybe just a few beats too long. Mm. Yeah, all right. I think, uh, Prime Minister, we might be missing afternoon tea. I had some sandwiches in the car, you see. All right, just a bit longer then. OK, I've really got to go now. Talk to your wife. I will, yeah, no, we'll work something out, OK? Good on you. See ya. Thanks a lot. See, I thought... This was going to be a sad day. I th- I've been dreading doing this podcast all day because I thought, well, how are we going to be cracking jokes? Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I knew because I've been sifting through the podcast for this. Yeah, you and Maddie have done a tremendous job. Well, I just knew how much Marsland Gold is in them, their hills. We've heard him writing sketches, singing songs, jingles, live read, gags off the bat and prearranged. There's so much the man can do. And it's weird talking about him in the past tense when we just keep hearing his voice all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not just his voice. No. Oh, what a range of impressions. <laughs> oh, the best. <laughs> People are very keen to find out how your impression of George Harrison is coming yeah, along. You've been promising is, it for yeah, months. Right, yep. Uh, well, George Harrison, I've it sort of dropped away because I was looking at some Peter Cundall grabs yeah. during the week, so... Peter Cundall's coming along fine. Yeah. Was oh, he in the Beatles by any chance? No, well, I think... Did he the do, sixth Beatle? Did, some did all the gardening? <laughs> How would Peter Cundall sing a Beatles song? There you go. There's one for you. Love me do. How's that? <laughs> Love me do. Can I just do one line? Yeah, well, that's fine. Give us a bit more. I'm the walrus. A bit yeah. of that. I'm the ape man. You are the egg man. I am the walrus. Okay. Do the cuckoo And now do Peter Cundall. Give us a cuckoo. <laughs> you can do I'm the walrus, not do cuckoo kachoo. Cuckoo kachoo. Very nice. Okay. <laughs> Ever woken up with a new accent, Mr. Marsland? You know who does a great Australian accent? You were speaking about Australian accents before, and this is a name from left field, Kenny Rogers. Really? Yeah, I saw Kenny Rogers. He came out here years ago, and he was on the midday show or something, and someone said, you know, you can do a good Australian accent. Broke into it. It was amazing. It was the best Australian accent I've ever heard an American do. Okay, that's Kenny Rogers. What about you, Mr. Marsland? (laughs) I can't really. I mean, I had South African. You really trumped me there. Okay, well, what else have you got All I can do is the dude in the Big Lebowski. Let's hear him. (laughs) Hey, man, this is a beverage here. (laughs) That's all. I mean, is that okay? It's like Californian surf. Nearly the bar has been raised. The mid-afternoon listenership mm. are developing quite a fascination with our panel operator, Richard Marsland. Our blogs have gone crazy. Strange. <laughs> they should set their sites higher. Facebook pages popping up all over. Oh, I've got Boom. to get on there. Community television switchboards lit up. That's right. Bananas. And a lot of Bananas. people 
impressed by your range of impressions. Who, which is your leading card in the impression caper? Well, we've been working on Peter Cundall. Yeah. Yeah, and that's proving to be difficult. Mm. Um, also, we've been playing around with Ringo Starr. Yeah, Ringo Starr well. was abandoned months ago. Ringo's Look at this. You're doing amazing, Desmond Tutu. <laughs> Do an incredibly accurate Ingve Malmsteen. I don't, but nobody knows. What <laughs> Crack out some Ingve. <laughs> he needs a guitar. He needs a twelve-string yeah. guitar for that. Yeah. Look at this. These are all emails, dozens and dozens of emails from people saying, "When is Richard going to do his George Harrison?" Oh yes. Been promising. We worked out. Paul McCartney was up there, mm-hmm. and John Lennon was back there. But where was George Harrison? It's a mystery. Okay, you promised you were going to do it. On Monday's show. Yep. So I've been watching some old um, YouTube videos and what have you. Yeah, yeah. Just been watching that Beatles anthology on DVD. Yeah. Over and over. Just trying to, I don't know, get a handle on the George Harrison thing. You were supposed to stay behind and not leave the station premises until you had laid down some George Harrison with Matty D. Yeah, I know. I know. Now, he's told me to play this tape, but you're... Well, I didn't... <laughs> what? Well, I haven't approved this. Yeah. Oh. Matty like, said you I'd, got a bit drunk. Oh. Uh, and yep. when Richard gets well, drunk, listeners, yep. he might sound mild-mannered and South Australian. Yeah, yeah, but when he gets uh, drunk, he's, yeah. he's like a footballer. There's vomiting, there's ugliness. Mad there's Monday. Often uh, off-mic New Zealand policeman for no reason berating him. <laughs> so you've got a clip here of, of well, a, a Beatles documentary that apparently contains... I didn't even know this was in here. You've labelled it one of your sneaky labelling. Oh, sneaky labels. A definitive George Harrison. Want to have a listen? Yep. Here it is. It's undoubtedly Park Lane's week of the year. All the signs here that the expected arrivals are the Beatles coming to the Dorchester for the Variety Club show business luncheon. Oh, look, it's me, George Harrison. If you've got money, you don't expect to have to fight your way into the Dorchester. Unless you're so famous that you can't move your army of fans. Get out of my way, you squealing trollops. George and Paul, and of course Ringo and John, were safe at last. With Variety Club's British founder, C.J. Latter, Steptoe and Son. Uh, where's Blakey, Steptoe? You old c***t. A few days before this event, Mr. Latter had received the CBE. I'm real! Oh, oh you dirty mongrel! For the moment, the big gathering of entertainment's VIPs concentrated on the lunch. I'm George Harrison. Bring me a crate of LSD, or I'll start playing the Sita. Hope it didn't taste like the Mersey. Opposition leader Harold Wilson wasn't opposing anybody just now, just polishing up his wit for the benefit of everybody later on. Hey, hey, Wilson, here's one for you. Pull my finger. <laughs> Sorry, I, I went early. I'm George Harrison. Cuckoo ca f***ing shoe. Oh, you dirty mongrel. Yellow matter custard. That's meant to be George Harrison. It just well, sounded like you drunk, Richard. How embarrassing. I didn't want to play that. Chucking all over it the was, mics. It was undercooked. <laughs> it was undercooked. Yeah, right. Jeez. Get out of the way, you trollops. Yeah. I gave that Steptoe guy a bake as well. You really yeah. did. It's about time. He's out of coming. Those clips are from a fantastic documentary about the Beatles. And I didn't realise that I think the biggest audience they ever played or the crowd, the biggest crowd that ever met them, uh, you know, at the airport was in Adelaide, where you're from. That's true. John Martin's, the famous department store, no longer there in Adelaide, brought them to town. And the biggest ever crowd, King William Street, was just chock-a-block with people. got a clip of that. Have a listen. Perhaps surprisingly, their visit to Australia brought with it the biggest crowds they had yet experienced. It's estimated that when they visited Adelaide, 300,000 people more than half the population of the city turned out to welcome them. One 13-year-old was so enthusiastic, she was found on the outside of the hotel, eight floors up, 
trying to climb the wall to reach their sleeping quarters. I'm Richard. <laughs> you beetles have funny hair. Paul is so the cutest. Um, do you think Dick York or Dick Sargent is better at being Darren on Bewitched? I can't choose. <laughs> wow! That's actual footage of Richard Marsland. Are you a Dick York man or a Dick Sargent man? Definitely on the Dick Sargent camp. Big Back time. in the days when he was a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> All right, do you reckon You've that's... blossomed since then. Thank you. Will that stop the flood of emails, you reckon? The fine lady boy I see before me. <laughs> what a voice chameleon. Indeed. Do you remember when we used to spend time with him up something called Talkback Mountain? I do, but I, I also remember that he was very timid in coming forward with his ideas for the yeah. things to talk to the callers about. You know what's missing here? What's that? He would be dropping in some yodelling at yeah, this point. Yeah, Or the Steve Glass remix. <laughs> Steve Glass. I don't know, Tone. That's why we need Richard, because that man is the missing link, and this is when he gets to choose our phone topics. Well, Talkback Mountain, see, I've got nothing written in front of me. You know why? Because no. it's Richard Marsland's choice. This is Marsland. That's right. That's what it's called. I want to see you reenact that poster. Wasn't that what you were going to do for our website? The This is England poster? That's right, with all the kids standing there, all the skinheads. Mm-hmm. In the braces. It's great fashion from, like, 83. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's where we are right now. This is Marsland. So many phone topics. Jeez, what a pressure. How many has he got? Uh, weren't you checking out his... Uh... Well, I'll get to those. Once we hear what his are, I'll tell you some of the ones I saw on his desk that I bet he doesn't want to read out. All right, so you're giving us a choice today, Richard. We, we had, had a few, because there's so many uh, positive pokey stories. Okay. Good news, yep, yep, that's one. Writing that news. down. Favourite cover band names. Favourite cover band name, yes, writing that yep. down, yep. Worst birthday ever. Worst birthday ever. That's just three I've got in the mix. So is that, is that all the ones you're going to claim? That you? Okay, well then why is it that on your desk I also saw uh, Whose Hand Is That, uh, Steam Room <laughs> Antics, and Who Do You Think's Into It? I've got stories for all three of them. In fact, they're the same story, as a matter of fact. <laughs> whose Hand Is That, they're into it in the steam bath. We're not doing Whose Hand Is That. We're going to let you choose, people. <laughs> But when we didn't have a topic at all, what was the option? Turn to Marsland, get the spotlight on him, and let the callers have a go. When I said today, what is the topic going to be? Mm. Ed said, quick as you like, ways to raise Richard Marsland's profile. Because he's, yes, feeling a little out of sorts not being invited on the uh, overseas <laughs> jaunt with the rest of the Rove team. Is it just you? Who's back at the office? Uh, a whole bunch of the writers, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, wrote a lot of jokes about being in New York. From oh, the best city of which Rove broadcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're here to help today, Rich. Uh, how can he do it? How can he get okay. more heat, more buzz? Okay. Nightclub so, incident, something like that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it takes two. You go on there with yeah, one of the yeah. singers from Indecent Obsession. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Me and David Dixon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the only singer I can think of. In the wetsuits. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, yeah, like on the cover of the album. Yeah, that could work. You could uh, <laughs> you could date a bra boy. Oh, okay. That'd be nice. Date a bra boy. That seems to work. You, you or and Tahini Tozzi and the other ones. Or possibly just Millsy. Why there not? you go. That'd be nice. Uh, what about running for mirror of the Gold Coast up against Warwick Kappa? Up against mm, Kappa. Yeah. Good idea. Marsland ticket. A lot of people interested in the Kappa ticket, I have to say. Mm-hmm. People thought we were joking at first, but now Linda Lee has written in to say, check out the Woman's Day online website. That's safe for work, I think, that one. Fair enough. Oh, my God. Quotes from Warwick Kappa about his run for mayor. I'll be so sensational, they'll probably want to put up a 50-foot-high statue of me right in the heart of (laughs) service paradise. People can bungee off it. (laughs) It's normally what happens with towers on the Gold Coast. (laughs) He's just had eight centimetres of his famous mullet cut off, and he intends to auction off the cuttings for five grand. 
Says Warwick, I read somewhere that a lock of Napoleon's hair was sold at auction for thousands of dollars. I reckon if it's good enough for Napoleon, it's good enough for Warwick. We're both about equally famous. That's true. <laughs> Warwick was a better general. So so you can get a lock of Warwick Capper's hair for five grand, mm. but you can have him come around your house and you can get the whole thing. For three. For, for three hundred bucks. Well, yeah, three, three grand. grand. Three grand. Okay, sorry. In yeah. the garage. He will strip in your garage. Uh, not in front of men and not on a grass not surface grass, for three thousand dollars. Yeah. Who's got some ideas here? Hello, Kevin. Oh, he could give his SIM card to his cousin. Oh, Simple as that. Yep. Front pages all around the world. Exactly. And then some sort of uh, interrogation mix-up where, uh, yeah, a whole lot of crimes that someone else has written down in your diary could be attributed to you. This my, is gone. My names like Tony Martin and Ed Cavalier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. You don't want those. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kev. Hey, nice to talk to you, mate. G'day, Adrian. <laughs> Innocently enjoying a night out at the uh, Rabbitohs game and uh, oh, yes. a few too many ales and uh, get knocked out by Russell Crowe. Oh, that is do it. Well, actually, Adrian, let's hear what Russell Crowe said about Richard just the other day. He's a master of one-liners. And with his precision timing, we will be guaranteed plenty of laughs. Who's next? Hi, Riley. How are you? I reckon the old mate Mars Lando can just hit Celebrity Big Brother up. Ah, oh, right. And then he can get kicked out, Warwick Capper style, for exposing he himself. He can get kicked out, and there's nothing better than doing nightclub appearances afterwards. Oh, <laughs> yeah. right. I've done some nightclub work too. Have you? Yeah, yeah. and uh, also susceptible to migraines. So I could really give Celebrity Big Brother a, a good <laughs> shake, I reckon. Now, there hasn't been a Celebrity Big Brother for a while, has there? No. Uh, what, who else would you like to see in there with Richard, do you think, uh, Riley? If we could dig up Kershaw, that would be great. <laughs> right, dig him up. I think he's still alive, Riley. That <laughs> yeah, that's very unfair. He is alive, is he? Yeah, we don't have yeah. to exhume him. All right, all mid-80s synth-pop stars. Oh, and Richard Jones, Jones, Kershaw, the bloke from Dead or Alive, Newman, Lamar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's looking very bizarre these Ouch. days. He's had his lips done by Burrow Pears. Have you had a look? It's a bizarre look. Thanks. And he's got married as well. Did he? It's <laughs> lovely. Pete Burns. Thanks, Riley. Hi, Jared. How are you? I'm thinking uh, he could maybe go to Kirribilli House, get one up on Peter Costello for a start, <laughs> yes. and then uh, maybe get caught in a compromising position with John Howard, maybe Monica Lewinsky style. Oh, well. Oh, nice. Okay. I've been to Kirribilli House a few times, had dinner, uh, actually ordered seconds with Joe Hockey, as a matter of fact. <laughs> That's yeah. nice. Yes. Well, so. should we ask John Howard what he thinks of uh, perhaps some Monica Lewinsky asking from you, Richard? Mm. No. no, he's not keen. Not that into it. <laughs> Hi, Mick. Well, first and foremost, I believe he needs to get himself into the intro for the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, took it a whole year. <laughs> well, you and Ed take all the glory, and then when you get on air, you drop in oh, yeah, and Richard's pressing buttons as well. Yeah, so, yeah that's true. Uh, no, uh, that's, I think, something... He, he needs to book some time with Matt Dower. <laughs> and, <you know, laughs> a little happening for himself. You know what the problem is? That gap in the Hive song has only got enough room for two names. Yeah. But we oh, will get on to that. Hey, where are you calling us from? Brisbane. Uh, oh, well, see, you're in luck because uh, there's some new billboards going up. There are. Brisbane only, mm. I think, mm. in August, where Richard is elevated to uh, co-star status, finally. How about that, Mick? Well, that's about time, I believe. And he's uh, he's got his hands in his pockets too, Mick, which <laughs> yeah. is nice, Yeah, well, if, you know, if you know what I'm saying. There's a mystery for everyone. Oh, it's it? going to be a great opportunity <laughs> yeah. for graffiti work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When we're taking the photo, Ed's going, mate, put your hands in your pockets. It looks oh. good. Trust so, me. I'm sure that won't come back to bite me in nah, a couple of times. All right. Richard Marsland has the answer to the world's oil crisis. It's in his pocket. Go on, reach in. He won't bite. Richard Marsland. He is swarthy and he likes it French ass. That's right. Richard.
Richard Marsland is a sex machine with a 12-month warranty and a full tank of gas. And ladies, I hope you like spunk, get-go, gumption and wherewithal because Richard Marsland is chockers with the lot and ready to blow. But is not just anybody's, despite all those stories about him turning tricks in the Triple M car park, is a man of discernment, unless you're, as he puts it, racked up and ready to go. Don't even think about it, lady, nor you, sir. He'll get to you later. It's true what they say about Richard Marsland. But sadly, very little of it is fit for broadcast. Why not discover his windswept charms, legendary appendage and considerable panache on the syndromes for yourself? And hey, gents, having trouble finding the G-spot? Richard Marsland. Will not only show you how to get there, he'll direct you to a picturesque little spot along the way where you might like to stop for a nibble. <laughs> That's because... Richard Marsland. Likes it blue. Real blue. Rodney Rude Frogsack Blue Richard Marsland is Valentino Caruso Gutenberg Jake from Jake and the Fat Man and Stefanovic rolled into one left to stand and set to stun Richard Marsland his nude pictorial in men's health was described by Alan Jones as and caused him to the flag Richard Marsland take the plunge and mind the grill Richard Marsland in the words of Gavin Wood when you cop an eyeful oh it's magnificent you'll bar up what has that got to do wow. with the oil crisis Richard it's all true it's just you true. big noting yourself for about <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> I like the Gavin Really? Yeah, Gavin's <laughs> got to have a bit of the action too. I might have turned some tricks in the Triple M car park. Oh, That's what we've heard. Good tricks. Only with girls whose cans are icy cold. Oh! No. Uh, what about this Richard Marsland sighting that I've just been uh, oh. handed from Andrew Mellon? Come on, dude. He says, uh, I was once at a slowdown, which is a charity football match, yeah. with old retired Adelaide Crows and Port Adelaide Power players. That's right. It was hosted by one Richard Marsland. That's right. One of the players was Donald Dickey, and Mars Lando loved it. He made several bad jokes about the name Donald Dickey. Did I? There were plenty of kitties around, too. 
How's that? I don't recall Dicky. I mean, I remember uh, introducing Leighton Hewitt onto the field. This is at Adelaide Oval in Adelaide quite a few years ago, as a matter of fact. Man, what a day. So I was you loving it. working blue in front of the kiddies at a cricket match, or what is it, a football game? One of those two. Look, yeah. I love a Dicky gag as much as the next man. Sure. <laughs> um, but I don't recall, I mean, I remember, I, I really got into the mood because it was, you know, doing a stadium announcement mm. and sort of like the let's get ready to rumble guy and oh, just, yeah. you know, giving people all these wonderful names, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, like nicknames. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. do you want to run what, some of that gear by us now? Something, uh, you know, Darren the Horse Jarman okay. and so on. You know, yeah. just making them up as I was going along. Ah. Brilliant. What did you do for Dickie? Uh... Dicky, I don't, I don't even remember. I don't even. Uh, David Dicky, I'm not sure. Let's go to the tape. <laughs> no, there isn't one. Aww. Sadly, there is so much tape we could go to. That's the problem. How long can this podcast go, Maddie? Tony, we've had fun so far, but there's so much Marsland still to come. Yes, the Kappa calls are going to be in here. Another song, Tone, yeah, yeah. in a podcast exclusive, a song that's never made it to a podcast before. Wow. So you're forward promoting within a podcast. Yes, I am, Tone. So people have already downloaded it. What is your worry that they... Well, they might switch over to Happy Tree Friends <laughs> like they used to. <laughs> but there's so much Marsland still to come. That's what I'm getting at. His WBK radio. Remember that? Well, that was a sketch um, that Richard could recite back to me word for word. Well, he memorised it. Yeah, he memorised that sketch because it was about him. But we're talking about things when we could be playing them. Oh, he loves a jingle. Yeah. A surprise jingle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what were you doing yesterday in the uh, recording booth? Oh, our, our first YouTube video, listeners. Maddie and I were doing yeah. some podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we could see you through the glass. Yeah. Recording a YouTube video. Yeah, we got something for YouTube. Really? Because while you were in there, we actually turned the tape recorder on and recorded what you were saying in there. Yes, uh, go to this number in the computer, Mr. Marsland. ZS99. Got that? Let's hear just what the hell you were saying. Wait a second. We were doing great acting behind the glass, pretending like we were listening to you. Oh, no. We were doing that to you. We're pointing at the computer screen. We were filming you and speaking as if we were you guys on YouTube. We were just using the booth because it was soundproof. We've got it all on tape. You kept putting microphones next to me. Oh, my goodness. I just want to play a little bit of it because I don't understand this. Go to the tape. Ready to record my jingle. So hit it. I'll get you started. <laughs> Marsland Motors. Marsland Motors will do it for you. Marsland Motors. We'll give you the best prices in town. Marsland Motors. Marsland Motors will do it for you. Marsland. Ma, 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 Marsland's got the Mazdas, the Fords, the Peugeots, and the Audis. How's that? Cool. All right. Okay. Now you want me to? Do you want to? Look pretty stoked with that. <laughs> they look. That's a goer. That is. What was all that about? What's Marsland Motors? It's our YouTube video. The best second-hand cars in town, Marsland Motors. Who'd have thought in a room full of microphones that we were pretending to speak into, Matt would record it. Oh, there's a lot more on that tape. Oh, no. That's going to keep us going for weeks. Embarrassing. All right, do you want to hear that radio sketch now? Yes, please. I was listening to, uh, this was on the internet, this is a show from the United States, and someone from this program is mentioned. <laughs> and I think you may have had something to do with what we're about to play as well, Ed Kappler. Oh, yeah. You might have tried to sabotage this. Makes sense. Have a listen to this clip. Okay, that was Pat Benatar reminding us all the love is, was, and always will be a battlefield. And it's WBK 445 in the morning, the early hours of the morning to be precise. I'm Bob. We'll be back 
We'll be back in the early hours of the morning is the somewhat convoluted name of this program. And I'm telling you, we don't get many calls on this old show, but when we do, it's someone special. It's someone from the world of broadcasting tonight. His name is Richard Marsland. He's from down under Australia's side, and he's the host of something called Get This. We'll meet him next. We'll be back with Bob. We'll be back. They call him the talented Mr. Marsland, and we're going to meet him. Uh, but I'm telling you, we're having a little problem patching him through. Don't worry. It's all part of the fun in the madhouse here. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Keep it down, guys. I'm telling you, this Marsland cat, he's uh, faxed me through a little CV. I, uh... Well, it says he's done some uh, radio bit of uh, writing for the newspapers, something called uh, Dancing with the Stars. He was the creator. I oh, know, see, this is some of this has been added by somebody else in pencil. I can see that. I'm the victim of a little April Fool's Day joke. But, uh, oh, my God, he's uh, piloting a new show. It's called Express Your Anal Glands. Uh, I can't tell if that's for real, but there's some good stuff here. He's recorded a dance single called Teabagging is My Fascination. He's quite some high stepper, this Mr. Marsland. He's got a new dance, which uh, he's introduced. It's called I'm a Girl. I, I don't know. It's, he's in love with Matthew McConaughey. He's watched Failure to Launch over 700 times. Uh, well, I... Okay, we're going to have to come back to you on this one. We get some uh, pretty unusual people calling at this time of the night. Gavin Wood is uh, a respected broadcaster from down under, and he's often just calling up to say, you'll bar up. I have no idea what he's talking about, but he's a rootin' tootin' kind of guy, as is Richard Marsland. We'll be meeting him next. Stick around. He's Mr. Mister. I think you know how to do the Kyrie. Well, well, well. <laughs> yep. Is this what you do, Richard? Marsland is the name that's getting heat on the street. What can I say? Picking himself up. You created <laughs> Dancing with the Stars, did you? I was responsible Overseas for that. Locations you with... and Daryl in the hot tub, <laughs> kicking around ideas. Oh. Teabagging is my fascination. Yeah. The, the 12-inch of that, appropriately, <laughs> um, will be coming out very soon. <laughs> Awful. Who's the guy getting beaten to death in the background of that sketch? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's strange. <laughs> Hasn't it been an amazing week on the internet reading what people have got to say about Richard? Man, blogs, uh, Facebook, uh, threads gone totally Marsland ballistic tone. That's why we're here. That's right. You know, hundreds and thousands of posts on the internet of people saying how much they love Rich. And or we... just repeating one of his jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one about the musical mincing machine. I can't remember... Which podcast that oh, is Oh, that's in. a Liberace gag. That was for the fans of the Batman television series, all five of you out there. Here's another one. What about his Beats of Adelaide? Remember when oh, he... yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't for the life of me find where that was. Or what about the time he took a panel challenge against Peter Grace? Remember that? You're Went right. head to head, just dropping in sound effects. All right, I'll see your... You know how it went. I'm not going to try and butcher it now. Something like that. But, you know, that's it. Richard just had so many tricks up his sleeve. Mm -hmm. So many items. Yeah, a lot of items. Lots mm. of things here. Sorry, guys, just give me a sec. Uh, can we have the treasurer to check out nine, please? Looking for a price check. Price check, Mr. Costello. 
Sorry, Mr. Treasurer, just looking for a price on the bread. Uh, for bread, white loaf, slice, 650 grams, $3.20 <laughs> Sydney. And how about uh, in Melbourne? $3.23 in Melbourne. Just while you're here, Tony wants to know how much these sayos are. Let me tell him. Biscuits dry, 250 <laughs> grams, $2.01 in Sydney. Cool. $2 in Melbourne. In Melbourne, yeah. And I think we're doing pretty to a fart again today. <laughs> Everyone wants to know how much these are. Baked beans and tomato sauce, 420 grams, $2.79 in Sydney, $1.76 uh, Brisbane. Uh, actually in Brisbane. On oh, the carrots. Alexander, can you get Kevin and get him to do a price check on these? The price of carrots will be determined by Mr Rudd. I think not. <laughs> we are out of the blocks. <laughs> Melbourne Cup Day today, right? Yeah, Everyone's yeah. thinking spring fashion. Yeah, I'm yeah. over that, Tone. Are you? I'm already thinking summer. Well, I'm not thinking summer. Uh-oh. Richard Marsland's Uh-oh. just getting handed a script he's never seen before. He is. As we now cross to Richard <laughs> Marsland and uh, his tips for the summer. Thanks, Ed. Well, today's busy singles all tell me one thing. I don't have time to dress myself, so why not let me, Richard Marsland, come and tuck you into some of my summer fashion creations? You can slip into the buns of Navajo, a tasteful pair of chaps and headdress made of Big Lebowski laser discs. Or for a day at the beach, why not try Rally Round the Flag, which features the skimpiest cotton thong imaginable with a light for attracting attention. And for that special occasion, raise your game with I Want to Cover Rex Hunt in Lotion, a tub of lotion and a couple of warm Marsland hands to apply it. Back to you, Ed or Tony. Fantastic. Thanks, Rich. Not a single stumble. You know, uh, all of these great moments you've found mm-hmm. are from the previous 162 Get This Podcast. Yeah, man. But I think we have to have something that hasn't been podcasted before. I'm excited about this tone because this was something that I woke up singing the other day and went back and looked in the podcast to try and find it. And then I heard today that you, in your infinite note-taking, <laughs> had somehow sniffed it out from somewhere. It this... didn't have a pink highlighter through nah. it. So I knew it hadn't been used. Were you on Rover? Well, you only had to go. Well, I mean, I don't keep score. It's a team effort. And uh, do you get any jokes on? Got a few jokes. How on. many? It's a team effort. Yeah, it is. This is this is not what he says when this he's approaching not... women <laughs> backstage at the comedy festival. That's exactly. Have right. you heard what he does? Well, I, I only see the side of haze of Marsland heading towards some women, and I head for the door. He has a guitar in his hand uh, <laughs> on the Evan Dando of the festival. This is what he says. I think you know me I'm Richard Marsland Don't you know Maybe You'd like to blow me A kiss on star And on rove I'm a modest man Don't like to boast But they've asked me twice Top dog. This week, three jokes in the monologue. Feel like bacon. Feel like bacon, love. Feel like bacon, love to you. Baby, you've heard get. I'm Richard Marsland, the host I can push your buttons 
Anna Nicole Yeah, she was crying I'm not the daddy But not for one to try in See if Richard was here, there would be some applause at that point to bridge this link, but no. And then a bit of, sorry that you guys wrote a song about me. Jeez, I wish Richard was here. I wish I was heading out to have the traditional cigarette after the show. I don't smoke, but Richard would always make me have a cigarette after the show so that he could tell me that all of the bits that I thought were shithouse were actually fine. Uh, Yeah, and then I would wait for him to get back from that, and I would offer him half a sandwich, (laughs) which he would apologise for. And then he'd tell me all my bits, which I know were shit, yeah. were actually really oh. good. Did I just say, yeah, like I'm agreeing that they were shit? Well, look, don't. <laughs> That's terrible. We can't leave that in. Well, we can. That's fine. You know. See, if Richard was here, he, he... would have covered that up. He would come in and somehow made it sound like I was being complimentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he would have uh, mentioned David Dickerson. Is that the guy from Indecent <laughs> Obsession? No, I think, isn't that the guy from the Antiques Roadshow? Oh, no, David Dixon was from David Indecent Dixon. Obsession. I would have loved it if David Dickinson had been in Indecent Obsession. <laughs> this surfboard. Oh, you see, see, Richard needs to be no, here. See, he this isn't had... working. He would have made this work. I know. How are we going out, Ed? Well, Tone, we've got a few ways we're going to head out on this bad boy because we need to hear the Kappa calls. Yeah, that's right. You know, it was hard enough to get him to play it the first time around. And now it's the best possible way, I think, to go, all right, here is all these delicious Marsland bits that you've heard. Because it was heritage. He didn't even do it for our show. No, that's right. He didn't want to play it at all. It's something he'd been sitting on for like five years. And we were meant to have a big break one. It didn't work. And Richard goes, oh, I've got something. We could play this. He didn't even want to make us listen to it just for a preview. And so thankfully we talked him into it. And, uh, well, here he is. What we did uh, quite a few years ago... There was an 80s weekend on the station that I worked at. And well, we, that's new. We, we, yes, it was all <laughs> 80s all the time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's got our vote. Wait a second. And, and Warwick Kappa was the corporate voice of the weekend. Okay. Uh, he came into the studio and voiced all kinds of promos and sweepers and what have you, and I had to write up a couple <laughs> of fun things for Warwick Kappa to say. Um, the tapes were lying around, and what I did is I... I edited some of the comments that he says during the session and indeed for the promos out of context. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, you know, you would play hello, you know, that kind of thing. So you've put them all into the computer? Yeah, on separate sort of uh, sound bite things. And then what have you done? And then I've just called some celebrities at random. Oh, let's hear what happened. From the Kappa Files. Okay, first off, I called respected journalist, broadcaster, newsman, also a huge footy guy. He'd love a call from Warwick Kappa, Darren Hinch. Hello? Hello? Hi, this is Warwick Kappa. Warwick Kappa. Hi. It's Darren Hinch. All right, that's good stuff. What are you calling me for? At which point I hung up. I was young, I was nervous, I was new in the industry. I didn't want to make any enemies at all. So next up, TV legend, showbiz giant, gold logie winner, Mr. Don Lane. Oh, Don Lane. Harry, take it easy. I'm sorry, I can't come for the phone right now. I'm on the phone. Uh, The thing will turn off in a minute. You all have a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hi. Yeah, hello. Hi, this is Warwick Kappa. From, from where? Remember me? Yeah, sure. I was the biggest thing on the footy field. Well, that's what they say. All right, that's good stuff. <laughs> what can I do for you? I hung up again because oh. I was young. I was green. How about Molly Meldrum? Oh, yes, he loves a phone call. Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. Hi, this is Warwick Kappa. Warwick, how are you, mate? Remember me? I do. It's hard when you can talk quick. Remember. What? Hey, this is Warwick Kappa. I do. How, how are you? Just reminiscing about the 80s. <laughs> All right. So where are you? What are you doing? It's funny how I get that remember. What? Yeah. What? Hi. <laughs> oh. Molly hung up for me. Doesn't want to reminisce? How about politics? Natasha Stott Despoyer. Oh, we remember her. Hello? Hi, this is Warwick Kappa. Uh, yes? Hi. Hello. <laughs> remember me? How are you? I was the biggest thing in the footy field. You are well remembered, but mostly for the shorts. <laughs> you happy with that? <laughs> All right, that's good stuff. Can you tell me, like, why I'm getting a call? No, we can't. Let's move on. How about George Danikian? Great news, reader. Wonderful Australian personality. Nikki, just hang on half a second, will you? Just one sec. It is Warwick Kappa. Warwick, what are you up to, buddy? Remember me? Yes, I do. It's hard when you can talk quick. Remember. <laughs> it's funny how I get that. To? Remember. I remember. Yeah. What are you up to? Just reminiscing about the 80s. Where are you at the moment? I was the biggest thing on the footy field. You certainly were. Gee, thanks the a lot. The swans, the helicopters and the women. <laughs> right. In which order? How's that? <laughs> Is that good enough? That's pretty good, mate. All right, that's good stuff. Warwick, okay, where are mate. you at the moment? Where are you? Okay, I'll, cat- I'll catch up with you again. No worries at all, Marty. All the best. Hi. <laughs> Remember me? George Danikian was concerned. How about a living legend, a national treasure, singer-songwriter, James Rain? James Rain? I'm a huge fan. Very nervous. Hello? Hello? Hi. This is Warwick Kappa. Warwick Kappa? Uh, how are you going, Warwick? It's James Rain here. Just reminiscing about the 80s. Oh, OK. You know, my long blonde locks. Right, yeah. I was the biggest thing on the footy field. Right. Remember me? Yeah. You happy with that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So what's what's this about? Gee, thanks a lot. So what's well, what's going on? How's that? Sorry? Is that good enough? Sorry? You happy with that? Yeah. All right, that's good stuff. Hello? I was the biggest thing on the footy field. Yeah. I was wearing tight shorts, I was flying around in pink helicopters, and a bright pair of newcomers called Bros had the world at their feet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this is Warwick Kappa. Yeah, hello, Warwick. This is James Rain. What, uh, what can I do for you? There we go. Wow. Mission accomplished. If that doesn't give people getting behind Warwick Kappa, he was the biggest thing of the 80s. He was massive. A bright pair of newcomers called Bros had to whittle their feet. <laughs> He's got one here that... He didn't want to play. He oh, reckons really? this isn't good enough to go to air. Yeah, we'll see about that. This is when he called Jeff Fennick. <laughs> I think this is worth playing. Check this out. Hello. Hi. What's that? 
Hello. Hi, this is Warwick Kappa. Hi, Warwick Kappa. Remember me? I remember you. You're the guy that wears those tight shorts. The guy that looks like a Remember. That's it. What's happening? It's hard when you f***ing talk quick. Remember. Hello. Just reminiscing about the 80s. I remember you. The guy that wore the tight shorts. It looked like a Remember me? I remember. Gee, thanks a lot. The guy that was there in that magazine getting up his missus. Gee, thanks right, a lot. Is that the right guy? Gee, thanks a lot. <laughs> you know, my long blonde locks. Yes. I was the biggest thing in the footy field. <laughs> okay, okay, want me to hit it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You happy with that? No worries. How's that? Good. Is that good enough? Yep. Yeah. All right, that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hello? You happy with that? Who is this? How's that? Uh, well, how's what? Is that good enough? Who's this? Hi, this is Warwick Kappa. Hi. <laughs> Remember me? Yeah. Okay, mate. Okay, I'll, ca- I'll catch up with you again. You know, my long blonde locks. <laughs> okay, okay want, want, want me to hit it? Hello. All right, that's good stuff. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> that could be actual courtroom testimony from Jeff Bennett right there. Yeah. Beautiful work, Richard. I tell you what, though, we've now got the slogan for the banner. You know, Warwick Kappa for mayor of the Gold Coast. The bloke that was up his missus in that magazine. <laughs> Vote one. All right, that's good stuff. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, everybody, to uh, the work of a beautiful, wonderful, lovely, delightful. There's so many words you can say, He's and it sounds like you're just bunging it on. No, but you're not. And if you're interested, Tone, I learned so many stories about Rich yeah. from reading comments that people have put up on on the internet over the last week. A very quick one to tell you now was the one about the Jocks Free Weekend when Rich was in SAFM yeah. years ago and they had a Jocks Free Weekend. Rich was one of the Jocks, obviously. People could apply. People off the street could come in and work at yep. the station yep. for the weekend. The poor so, bastards. <laughs> so essentially, it's like a we're trying to get cheap labour, yeah. Rich have the day off. Now, most of the Jocks, of course, not too happy about this. No. Not Richard Marsland. One kid who sent in a little CV uh, didn't get picked. Marsland mm. found the CV, mm. said, what happened to this kid? He didn't get picked. Mm. Wrote him a handwritten letter saying, hello, my name's Richard Marsland. I'm really, really sorry you didn't get picked, i.e. really, really sorry you can't have my job. <laughs> How selfish of me for keeping it. But here's my contact details, and here is a list of things I would do if you were wanting to get into radio. Feel free to contact me if you've got any questions. See, that's the thing. That's the kind of guy. And it sounds like, oh, when somebody moves on, you say they were the nicest bloke I ever worked with. But this was like where it's, I'm Spartacus. It's really true. (laughs) Literally the nicest bloke that anyone had ever worked with. Absolutely right, Tom. And there's so many clips we could play. I'm sure people have their favourites going, why didn't they put this one on? Friends... Be kind on the internet. After we put this out, I know we're going to forget something. Yeah. Please be kind. We've trawled as hard as we can. And this is a little bit tone because it's just you and I faffing around now, yeah. but there's no one better to talk nonsense with than Richard Marsland. And this is something I've dragged out from Podcast 136, if you're playing along at home, which is just us mucking around about cartoons. Here is the man with his cartoon knowledge in tow. See you, everybody.
here's the kind of stuff we get. <laughs> John Morris, you're not going to question that name, are you? No, Moz is real. Dear Tony Ed and Rich, do any of you remember an 80s TV series in which a group of guys build a rocket ship in a junkyard? Oh, Hang on. Geez, could be that anything. sounds like Explorers, the Joe Dante film with River Phoenix. <laughs> But was there a TV series where people did that? Well, I know the Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids spent a lot of time in the junkyard. Yeah, they had a space program. Top Cat was in there. <laughs> Top Cat? <laughs> Top Cat. It's from the 60s or the 50s, possibly older. A cat standing upright uh, with a hat and a waistcoat. Son's pants. <laughs> were you not that <laughs> And he was the boss. You weren't impressed by Top Cat? <laughs> no. Didn't make any sense. <laughs> How did the policeman... <laughs> Like, know that Top Cat was talking to him, yeah. and yet other people couldn't hear what he was saying. That's right. It's like Garfield. Can John hear what Garfield says? I don't know, but that cop was very tolerant of Top Cat. <laughs> sure really was. I'm sure there was an episode where it was just a Rodney King-style pylon <laughs> that we never got to see. See, but Garfield doesn't speak. It's a thought bubble. <laughs> he doesn't actually say it out anyway. loud. Good to know. Anyway. <laughs> they are the great voices of our time. Sinatra. What is this thing? Called love. Orbison. A candy-colored clown they call the Sandman. Tiptoes to my room every night. Marsland. After all is said and done. Uh, okay. The race is uh, not over. It's almost done. You're a winner. That's right. Richard Marsland. You've heard his Guzzy Samson. Nice crackle. <laughs> You've heard his weekly acting masterclass. You can take my license, but you'll never take my tequila! And you've heard his over 2,500 Wikipedia nicknames. Maslando Calrissian. <laughs> That's my favourite. Now, at last, the man some call Armitage Shanks puts his golden tonsils to work on the classics. Move in violations when I move. Watch me. Move in violations when I move. Watch me. Listen as he shares the love around. You've got the touch. Bam, bam. You've got the power. You've got the touch. It's that Marsland sound he's made his own. After all is said and done. After all is said and done, who else can faithfully recreate the sound of George Zamfir's pan flute? <laughs> you will believe a man can whistle. You're listening to Triple M. Yeah, okay. Okay, FM in Newcastle. And who needs a drum machine when you've got the Marsland 5000? All right. Brought to you by Michael Winslow from Police Academy. Put them all together and you've got the Richard Marsland wall of sound. Watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. After all is Watch me. Races not over. It's almost done. You're a win. Move in violations when I move. Watch me. You've got the power. Watch me. You can take my license. Watch me. You've got the power. You'll never take my tequila. You've got the power. Nice crackle.
I see what you're trying to do there. I think that worked. Yeah. That was that was a boarded up theatre of the mind. That's what that was. I know what you're saying. The theatre restaurant of the mind. You wanted something like this. <laughs> it's yeah. a lie. It's, it's a flame and lie. Court, that's the way. Court, it, that's, the court, it, that's it. That's it. <laughs>